I've pulled over to mention that as I drove, I'm listening to a lecture series about something. It doesn't matter what that thing is. It's a lecture series on Beethoven's string quartets, for what it's worth. Uh, right. Um, but I had a thought. Now these, every time I listen to anything, it gives me thoughts about other things. As it should. <laughs> um, uh, but um, now, what was the comment that I heard just now? He was talking. Well, the guy talking about Beethoven was talking about you know the what they call the classical era. You know, uh, starts here and finishes here. You know, I think it starts at what Bach's death. I think you know goes through to Beethoven's death. Right, something like that. And he said, oh, I know what you're thinking. He didn't put it that way because he's not an Aussie. Um, but what he was saying is, ah, oh, see. And yet, you know, if that's the classical era, you can find music outside, you know, before that and after it that's still classical. And you can find music inside the classical era, especially by Beethoven, for example. It's not all that classical, you know. So he says, there's devil in that. Yeah. He didn't mean devil in the sense of, you know, um, a bloke with horns <laughs> down there, you know. And he said, but as a generalisation, yes. You know, this was a period uh, that was classical in style, you know. Classical as in it um, revered balance and objective beauty, if there is any such thing, yeah. But balance, you know, like the ancient Greeks, that was the classical era, you know, that's the word we put to it, um, because the Greeks were into balance, you know, so the Parthenon is balanced. It's got, all the angles are perfect. It's objectively, think that there are objectively um, balanced things, you know, like um, a fifth in music, and it doesn't matter whether you like a fifth more than a seventh, or if you like a seventh better than a fifth, or a ninth better than a fifth, doesn't matter whether what you like. The fact of the matter is, if you play a fifth in a um, a smoky chamber, I've gone a lot further than what he's going. Um, the the air is disrupted more, uh, less than if you play a ninth. You know, um, so objectively, the air particles are more balanced. You know, so it's just an objective thing. And, and and the Greeks knew that, you know, like the Greeks, yeah, Archimedes. If you put a sphere in a cylindrical box, where the um, where the sphere fit snugly into the cylindrical box, I've gone way off the track here, um, but I'll come back to it actually. Um, Archimedes then calculated that the volume of the sphere. I think it's um, two-thirds of the volume of the cylinder within which it's housed, you know. Exactly! You know? Um, and the area, the surface area of the sphere is also, I think, two-thirds, you know. Don't quote me on the actual figures. Two-thirds of the surface area of the cylinder. And, um, and if you pluck a string on a guitar... I use that finger to pluck that. You know. um, well, uh, at 
two thirds. If you if you divide, yeah, two thirds. Um, it plays a fifth of the open string. I think that's right. If you leave two thirds of the string open, I think that's right. You know, but see the numbers game. Now it's an objective beauty that one. Objective, not subject. You may prefer. Um, a C played against a C sharp, you know, and that might be beautiful to you, but that's subjective beauty. Uh, but this is what classical means, you know, the objective where you can actually just measure things in air, or, you know, you can measure waves in air, and you can measure spheres in boxes, and um, the numbers are neat, neat, so, you know, balanced. You know, like you might put two children on a swing. You know, if they're, perf- if they're identical twins and they both weigh the same thing, um, and they're both sitting on the seesaw and um, the seesaw is perfectly horizontal because and the child, one child on each end, um, that is balanced. And you can say, yeah, but I don't consider that beautiful. You know, I consider it more beautiful when I've got a fat kid on the end and a skinny one and the skinny one's flying up, you know, because that's much more exciting and I find that more beautiful. That's a subjective beauty, but the objective beauty yeah, if, it depends how you define words, of course, semantic. But the point is, that is balanced. And that isn't. You know, so it's balanced to me. I say, just go away. <laughs> to that person who's determined to have his way, you know what I mean? That is balanced, because just look it up in the dictionary, what the word balanced means. All right. So he was saying that the classical period um, is, uh, you know, from here to here, where, in general... Um, balance, let's say, and that kind of objective sort of beauty was revered. You know, and then after that we went into expressionism and impressionism and all that. He hasn't got to that, but he, he will get to that, I'm sure. Um, and, and Beethoven was ushering that in, so Beethoven was kind of moving into the expressive, or the expressionist era, even though he was within what we call the almost arbitrary classical period. Um, but the point is, that was we call that the classical period and if all of this was on social media you would um, find someone finding a piece of balanced music outside the classical period and say this proves you wrong you know uh, or you would find someone finding some music before the classical era and say putting it up this proves that um, this definition of the classical period is wrong because Listen to this. Now, it doesn't, of course, you know. And so it's, it's, it's generalization, you know, where during this period and this period, overwhelmingly, you know, p- uh, musicians, in the, in musicians, you know, in Europe at least, um, <laughs> tended to value balance. You know, it was the fashion. Is that okay? Fashion. All right, um, and of course there are exceptions. You know? There would have been people inside the classical period who were writing discordant music. In fact, I, I just uh, I, I know a Mozart piece that I really like uh, that's called Dissonance, and there is dissonance in there, but he brings it back. You know, so um, something about the classical period is uh, it's about allowing uh, variation bringing it back still so it's still classical you know so allowing some dissonance but resolving it you know anyway so what 
this is, none of this is the thought I was having. Yeah, that's me, I just ramble. Um, but the thought I was having is, um, I picked up on a phrase that the guy uh, used, the guy I'm listening to, he is a professor of something, music, you know. I don't even know who he is. You know. um, and he said, oh, yeah, he said, I hate the generalizations as much as you because I know all these exceptions to those generalizations. So, yeah, you know, he said in his kind of you know, pompous American way. But um, he said, but it still holds, even though there are exceptions to the rule. And this got me thinking about social media. And, um, and the, the way it, got, it was this phrase he used. Um, he said, um, look, yes, of course the devil is in the detail. But he didn't mean a religious devil. <laughs> you know. But he said the godliness is in the generalization. You know? And I get that. You know? um, I get what he's saying there. So he was saying the generalization, there's godliness in the generalization. Not necessarily good versus evil. This is not, sorry, this is not religion. <laughs> uh, but he was saying there's godliness, and I know what he means, it's a metaphor, you know. Um, the generalization still holds, is what he means by godliness. Um, you know, it's an intellectual, or whatever you want to call it, godliness. And yes, of course, there's devil in the detail. You'll find exceptions. Um, but the godliness is in the generalization. Now, this got me thinking about social media. And why social media might be the devil. The devil rising up above God, but not, not the religious God. <laughs> you know, you know, just um, a logical God, if you like. You know, The illogical devil <laughs> rising up um, to overwhelm uh, the logical God. Now, I'm not saying God is better than the devil or anything like that. You know what I mean. This is not, about, this is not a religious episode. It's a, kind of almost a logical episode, you know. Um, so if the godliness is in the generalization and the devil is in the detail, you know, um, what you get in social media, and I know this, is um, there are generalizations in the world that hold true. I don't want to use examples because, you know, I don't, I'm, I've got examples jumping into my head. Oh, one is, oh, and racism is one, you know. But I don't want, to, don't want to get into that because then people will think I'm trying to talk about that, you know. But I'm not trying to talk about that. But that's the one that's jumping in my head. And I, I wish I could think of another one, you know, because I don't care about that one. You know, but that's one that jumps in my head. All right, so I'll just use that one because I don't, don't even like talking about that necessarily, you know. I'll think of another one before I'm finished. Right. Um, but... There's generalizations, you know. I mean, like, for example, is um, racism getting better? You know, oh, sorry, when I say racism, it depends whether you like it or not. But um, are we getting anywhere on racism? And this is not an ep episode about racism. It's an episode about logic. All right. Have we come anywhere since 1965? You know, uh, 1963, when I was born, to now in 2021? Have we come anywhere on racism? I don't know. But, you know, let's just, for the sake of argument, because as philosophers, we can entertain things without them having to be true. Um, let's say, as a generalisation, we have come somewhere. I oh, see, I could have picked um, gender somethings, you know. 
um, women's rights. There's a lot of things I could have picked. All right, doesn't matter what I'm picking. Okay, have we come anywhere from 1963 when I was born to 2021 on racism? All right, as a generalisation, I'll guess yes. Yeah, that um, this is a much better world to live in if you're a minority group. Or let's say Australia. In Australia, it's much better to be a minority group in 2021 uh, as a generalisation than it was to be a minority group in 1963. All right. Now, the way social media works, the godliness is in the possible truth of that. Now, I know you're probably thinking, no, no, you're wrong. It doesn't matter whether I'm wrong. We're just entertaining this as a possibility. Okay, see, I can't. Ha- I couldn't have this discussion on social media. Lucky I'm not on social media. I could not be having this discussion on social media because people would be jumping all over the top of me already. You know? But I'm not finished. You know? um, all right, let's try this out by myself because that's the easiest way to try these things out is by yourself. Okay. Um, now, if, if, you know, that doesn't necessarily have to be true, but if we have come somewhere between 1963 and 2021 on the question of racism, for example. Um, And that, you know, is true as a generalisation. Okay, that's the godliness, you know, right? Lock that in as the generalisation in this hypothetical, right? I actually happen to think it's true, but I may be wrong. It doesn't matter whether I'm right or not, or wrong or not. All right, so let's say, let's say as a generalisation, that's true. If as a generalisation uh, generalization that is true, and you tried to put that up as an idea on social media, um, I contend that you could easily get a post the very next day that shows a, an image of blatant racism in 2021, where someone has said, proof, you know, this one example, Proof that we've come nowhere, no, that we've come nowhere since 1963. Proof, Charlie, that we've come nowhere since 1963, and then the proof would be there. Yeah. But that's just one example. You know, I'd, I'd need to see the. You know, I you know, for for it to overturn overturn the generalisation, I would need to see statistics on this, not just one example. But here's the thing about social media. Social media elevates. Do you like that for an effect? Elevates. (laughs) A single example to greatness, to apply as a generalization. That's the way social media works. You only need a post, and that is proof that something or other is is a truism. So... Um, what this, uh, the way that bloke, you know, the musician bloke, uh, described godliness and devilishnessness, <laughs> devilishnessness, um, was uh, the way I, I, I could see that working in social media was this. There's godliness in the generalizations, you know. In, in a, any 